Hi there, welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a holistic nutrition practitioner specializing in women's hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more using the power of food. With a practice helping many women around the world heal their bodies with a step-by-step method that not only gets results, but makes the whole transformation delicious and easy as a way of life, even when life is crazy. And it could definitely get crazy. So pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Hey guys, welcome back to the Back to Basics Summer Challenge. These are shorty episodes that we are running throughout the summertime, throughout the time that our kids are on vacation, and we don't really have so much time, but we still want to get in some good challenges throughout the summer to really make a difference for us, for our health, get back to some basics, do things that we know will make a huge difference on our health, and they're really just tiny, tiny little things that we could take upon ourselves. So each week we meet here, and I will be challenging you for one tiny back-to-basic step, And so far, we've talked about hydration. We've talked about sleep last week. And one of the things I was talking about last week about sleep is that it could be even more important than movement. So from there, I want to move on to our next step. And this week, I want to challenge you for movement. So let's talk about movement a little. The reason this is so important It helps keep your blood flowing and circulating and gets that blood moving to all parts of your body, which is so critical for your health in general and also for your well-being and for your emotional and for your brain health. Okay, so the way we want to really do that is find something that you love to do. And I have to tell you a story just to, to explain what I'm talking about. So two years ago, I was spending a month long by my grandmother with her, only the two of us, when everybody in the world was on lockdown and she couldn't leave the house. She didn't see anyone for eight months. And I flew in to spend uh, a month with her during all the holidays at the beginning of the year, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot, everything. And it was amazing. Well, I'm not going to get into that now. But the last week I did leave my grandmother and went to spend a week with my uncle and aunt and my cousins who are amazing and funny and just so much fun to be around. And what I noticed when I was there was that every day my cousins found a different movement activity to do. So they're older, my cousins. Like it's funny because I think of them as little, but they're older. And what what happened was like one day she's, um, one of my cousins was like, okay, I'm going for a run. And the other one said, I think I'll go catch a yoga class. And then another day, one of them was like, I'm going to go do some laps in the pool. And it was just like this way of life of always being in movement and every day finding something to do. And I was wowed from that because I'm kind of like a couch potato. (laughs) Like, give me a good book. Let me curl up by the fireplace and leave me alone, you know? And I really have to work on myself to be able to move. It's not my default. It's not something I think about, but it was so inspiring to see how people just made it such a big part of their life that that was just their norm every day. And one of the things that I found to help me be able to make that a routine and part of my life and part of my day-to-day 
is by finding the things that I love doing. So in the past, I remember they had here in our little community, they brought someone to do aerobics. And let me tell you, it was torture. I hate aerobics. It was so bad. And of course, there's some women that love aerobics and that's great, but I hated it. And I forced myself to go. And obviously, when you're going to something that you don't particularly enjoy, you're not going to end up committing and going to that all the time. And I think I dropped out after once or twice. And um, I tried that also with Pilates. I did once Pilates that I loved, but then where I'm doing it, it was just so not for me. It was so painful. It was so like 10 million levels above what my body was capable of doing. And I did not enjoy it at all. And I, I kept coming back to the class to try because I knew I had to do something. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going back. And when I went to yoga, for example, I fell in love and I felt elevated and I felt like a different place and I was, I felt so good and made my back feel amazing. And I just felt so amazing afterwards that I couldn't wait to come back to the next yoga class. And it was such a a huge difference from my experience going to these other classes that I hated. And now I could tell you that I go religiously to yoga every Monday at 9 a.m. So it's one of those things where if you haven't yet found some sort of movement activity that you like, don't give up. Keep looking for that thing that you love. I know that I also love dancing. I'm also a dance instructor. So we love having dance parties in our house. And that's actually something great that you could do with your kids now during summer vacation is just randomly put on some really great music and have, you know, dance your heart out, have dance parties. And um, another thing I love doing is swimming. So it's always hard for me because I, I always go with the kids to the pool here. And then I can't really swim. I even tried <laughs> last week. I said, okay, you guys watch the kids a second. I'm going to do some laps. And that didn't work. Noga was just like crying at the other end of the pool for me, like, mommy, mommy. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot. So (laughs) that didn't happen. But this morning, there were women hours at the pool. And I said, I'm going to go without the kids. And I did. I went for half an hour. I didn't need more than that. I did my laps. I had no one yelling (laughs) to me the whole time. And it was great. I started my morning like just so differently. And one of the easiest ways is just to take a walk, take a walk around there, your neighborhood or, and I like using it as quality time with my kids, especially my teenagers, that we, we all live crazy lives and our teenagers are just as busy as we are. So I grab one of them each time and say, join me for my walk. And that way we have some time to talk and I get in my movement time at the same time. So that's a huge bonus. And it could be really anything. It could be biking. It could be dancing. It could be walking. It could be running. It could be aerobics if that's what you like. Whatever it is, I want to challenge you to get in 20 minutes of movement a day. It could be just walking to pick up something that you had to do. And it's 20 minutes of walking. If you move move yourself, it's so important that blood circulation, Everything that has to do with your emotional health, those 20 minutes are amazing. But with that, I want to talk about a lady that I had on one of my programs that she was dealing with PCOS and she hated exercising. And also she had a lot of little kids, so she couldn't really, and she was alone with them because her husband was full-time in the army. So what we decided was we're going to work our way up. So I told her, you know what? Let's just do five minutes. Five minutes, you can walk down the block and back, right? 
So she said to me, yes, but. And I said to her, what's the but? So she said, the but is, if you're already going out for the five minutes, you say to yourself, what, am I really going to do five minutes? And then you end up walking more. And then the next day when you want to go again, you say, well, I don't have time for that because it's not really five minutes. And that's why I want to challenge you to really only do five minutes because those five minutes, if you do them religiously for a full month, you won't get in your own way by saying, I'm doing more each time. You're only doing those five minutes. And that's something that you be, you become committed to. And then you could say to yourself, am I ready to move up to 10 minutes? Or am I ready to move up to seven minutes? Whatever it may be. But you say to yourself, I'm not going to do more than that. That's all I'm going to do for the next month again. And that way you build things up slowly, but you build it in a way that really becomes a part of just everything that you do, your day-to-day, your, your daily habit of movement. So that's a big thing that could really, really help. Once you're fully committed to only the amount you say and not push yourself further than that. And that reminds me of this story I read about this, I don't remember her name, this famous ballerina that she was in her 70s. And they asked her how she made it so big. What's her biggest tip? How did she, you know, how did she take on all those years of getting up early and practicing and, and whatever? And they asked her, you know, what, what was it that motivated you that got you to do that? So she said that what made sure that every single day she was working out, that she was doing everything she had to do to become who she was, the first thing she did when she woke up in the morning and opened her eyes was make a phone call. That phone call was to a taxi company ordering a cab to her apartment. She said the second she did that, she didn't even think about what the ramifications are. She just woke up. That's the first thing she did. She picked up the phone, called a taxi. The second that happened, she realized, okay, I have to be ready for a taxi. She quickly got up, got ready, got her stuff. And once she was in the taxi, it took her to her gym. So she didn't work. She didn't have to like deal with all the emotional involvement and all, you know, sometimes we tell ourselves these stories, well, I can't work out now. Maybe I'll do it later. And we like get into this whole inside dialogue with ourselves, trying to convince ourselves why this is just not the right time. We will do it later. We promise, whatever. And this way she didn't even think about it. She just called a cab. Like that was her big mission of the day to make sure she called a cab. The second she opened her eyes without overthinking it, without thinking it through at all. And then because of that one tiny little thing, it made her whole day so different and her whole career and her whole life to become this prima ballerina that she was, okay? So that's one thing to keep in mind that when we say those five minutes, it's actually those five minutes because that's something tiny that once we build it up, will make a really, really huge difference. And we want to work our way up slowly, slowly, when we're ready without pushing ourselves to 20 minutes and make movement really a part of our day-to-day. And one last tip I'm going to give you is wear sneakers. This really, really helps me. When I wake up in the morning, most of the days, I just put up my lace-up sneakers right away so that I'm always ready to go. And wherever I walk and wherever I go, if I'm picking up the kids from their gun, if I'm going to pick up something from a friend, if I'm walking to the office, whatever it is, I have my sneakers on so I can make it a little faster walk and get in that movement that my body craves so very much. Okay, guys, so our challenge for this week, my challenge for you this week is to get movement into every single day, whether it be five minutes whether it be 20 minutes, whatever you think you're capable, 
no amount is too little. No amount is not worthy. Let's just start moving our bodies and make it happen. So I want you to think, how are you going to make it happen? Are you going to go walking? Are you going to dance? Are you going to go swimming, biking, yoga? Whatever it is, is amazing. Such a great choice and a great way to just make sure you keep moving your body. Okay, guys, thanks for being with me today. And I will see you again next week for our next Back to Basics Summer Challenge for you. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe, leave us a review to this podcast, and I will be so grateful if you do. So thanks again for being with me, and I'll see you again next week. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I wanted to ask you, are you suffering from a certain hormonal imbalance? Do you have PCOS, perimenopause, endometriosis, prediabetes, infertility, or anything else, did you know that you could most definitely heal using nutrition naturally? I wanted to invite you to join my full comprehensive one-on-one healing program. This four-month program, we work together to balance your hormonal system using delicious, nuanced-for-you nutrition, as well as supplements as needed. I help my patients gain control of their health and hormones naturally with a step-by-step process and delicious recipes. And we turn everything we learn together into a happy way of life. Reach out to book a free 30-minute consult call and see if we're the right fit for each other. Your health can be transformed. I'll add a link to this free consult in the show notes. Bye for now.